Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome in. 11 o'clock hour, final hour of my week here on ESPN 680, 1057. Hanging out with Zach Cantrell, Louis Rabo at Radio Louis on Twitter. You can find our station at ESPN 680. Get you ready for the games tomorrow. Louisville hosting Pitt, and of course, UK traveling to play Florida. We'll have coverage of both, Louisville Pitt. Uh, Louisville Pitt. We'll start at 1030 on 93.9. Uh, we'll have the postgame show as well with Taylor Lynch, of course. Live postgame show over there on 93.9. Around 2, 2.30, we'll have that postgame show down in uh, Gainesville, of course, as well. You get Mike Gandolfo, Jason Nets for that one. Are you coming in tomorrow, Zach, to uh, work the postgame? In all likelihood. How about that? Plan. All right, a little uh, BBZ. We'll continue that trend. And a uh, reminder of some other Saturday programming that we do have, Victory Formation Show. Jeff Lightsey, James Black hanging out with you 93.9 at 10 o'clock in the Sunday morning hangover. Uh, Louisville's longest running bad radio, uh, 10 to noon there on Sundays, ESPN 680. Well, I am on it, so I can confirm bad radio. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, Phil. Uh, Thanks for bringing the pizza today, Phil. I love you, Phil. We love love Phil. (laughs) Keep bringing pizza. Nick Curran somewhere. He's like, oh, bleep this guy. Who is this? Who's who's on the radio right now? Who is this guy? I've never never heard of this Louie guy. You, You don't think Nick Curran's ever heard of you? No. I've actually hosted with Nick Curran, so it's a joke. I was going to say, oh, Nick Curran yeah, yeah. has like five jobs, so he's probably too busy to listen to us. Oh, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> he's on remote somewhere right now. Uh, yeah. I think. No, 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 no. They played at they, home yesterday. They were at home yesterday. Their next game isn't for a minute, so anyway. Yeah. Um, That's inside baseball, people. All right, so let's get to uh, let's get to some horses Texas coming on. So what if Day loses to Michigan but makes the title game? Does he still lose his job? Um, that's the one conundrum. Good wrinkle from Kevin. Uh, That's a good wrinkle, but personally, yeah, I think it's possible. Ohio State fans, people do not understand how much Ohio State fans obsess over the Michigan game. Oh, I, and vice versa. It's not to that. They don't obsess about it the way that Ohio State does. Well, you shouldn't be proud of that. Uh, text your college football players take so long in college reminds me of employees retiring and then double dipping at the same agency uh, keeps newly graduated students uh, out of a job. Move on. I... Could not agree more about that part. Uh, I, it, it is amazing to me watching people in my dad's generation. was his 68th birthday yesterday. Shout out to my dad. Happy birthday. That are still working full time and keeping a person out of, of a job. Because they didn't invest during the greatest time in the stock market's history. <laughs> very, very, very little. Uh, very, very little um, sympathy for those folks. All right. So let's get to horse racing. I talked about this a little bit. If you haven't checked it out, I do uh, host a horse racing podcast called the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Uh, and tomorrow there is only one race 
that counts for points for qualifying for the Kentucky Derby, and that's a Jerome Stakes at a mile at Aqueduct there in Queens uh, in New York. But there are two other races that are essentially preps for other Kentucky Derby races. One of those is out in Santa Anita. It's the grade two uh, San Vicente. It's a seven furlong, so it's a one-turn uh, seven furlong are there. By the way, it's a one-turn mile in the Jerome at Aqueduct tomorrow as well. And then the Turfway preview stakes is tomorrow as well at six and a half furlongs. And before we get into the handicapping part of this, people might be asking, hey, Louie, two of those races don't have derby points. Why are you talking about them as Kentucky Derby preps? And well, it's very simple. The race next month, <laughs> the race in a month, in Turfway's uh, case, about six weeks, is for points at the, in the Kentucky Derby. Same thing in Santa Anita. And the rest of the New York races also count as part of the Kentucky Derby point series. So the Turfway previews that six and a half furlongs. That's as long as their shoot gets for, for, turf, uh, for sprint races, for one-turn races. And it leads into a race called the uh, Battaglia Memorial. And they'll run that one. For 20 points and uh it'll be over two turns getting you ready for that longer distance that they have to run in the kentucky derby same thing out at san anita i think it's the san gabriel why am i forgetting this i just did the show last night um <laughs> i'll pull up the name of that race and obviously in aqueduct it leads into the gotham and different races getting you ready for the kentucky derby on the new york trail zach uh this is something you need to know can you name the last horse it's the robert b lewis by the way at san anita i apologize the next race at New York uh, will be um, the Withers. Can you name the last horse to win the Wood Memorial, which is the early Derby in New York, and then win the Kentucky Derby? It's something I've mentioned once since you've been on the show. Oh, boy. And it's a name that Avery loved to pronounce. So it's not American Pharaoh. Correct. It is not American Pharaoh, who came out of the Arkansas Derby. That's right. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, the last Wood Memorial winner was in 2000. His name was Fusaichi Pegasus. Say that again. <laughs> Fusaichi Pegasus, God bless you. Uh, the, um, I'm just going to go with Pegasus. I think he's the most expensive purchase to ever win the Kentucky Derby still. So um, there you go. All right. That was 2000, so it's been a minute since the New York track to the Derby has really mattered. And that brings in why I want to talk about the San Vicente and I want to talk about the Turfway preview. For years, we wouldn't have talked about Turfway as being a reasonable and an important part of the Kentucky Derby prep scene well we've had a couple of spots here rich strike wins the derby finished third in the jeff ruby stakes at turfway park last year two fills was my pick for the derby ran second came out of the jeff ruby stakes at turfway park at this point we can't just we can't think of turfway as the thing that you do for a couple months that no one watches with a bunch of nickel claimers it's not that place anymore so to me the turfway preview is a derby prep race because if your horse shows up well and likes the surface, then you're looking at the Pataglia. You're looking eventually at the Jeff Ruby Stakes, which is a $700,000 race, 100-point race for the Kentucky Derby. Let's start in Ac- at Aqueduct, though, which is the official uh, points getter of the weekend, going a mile on that one-turn dirt track. It's not going to rain until later in the day, Zach, there in Queens. Uh, I think they're, boy, is Aqueduct in Ozone Park? I think Aqueduct's in Ozone Park. Belmont's in Elmont. Aqueducts and Ozone Park. But it's going to be colder than bleep. So it will be interesting to see which of these horses reacts the best to the very cold weather. We've got an old school horse in this race, Zach, that I think everyone should appreciate in Sweet Saudi J. They're running this horse back. He ran last Saturday. He's going to run in this race on Saturday. 
for all of the hand wringing and the complaining about people not running their horses enough. If you want a horse to bet on, <laughs> just won the heft, by the way, which is the first race on the Preakness Trail at Laurel, is going to come back and try Aqueduct this weekend. He's also entered a turfway. I talked to a couple guys at the DRF at Daily Racing Forum. He's going to run in New York. Drum roll, please, is the one horse here, Javier Castellano aboard, flying back in from Miami for this race. For Brad Cox, an obvious an obvious favorite in this one. Uh, did well in the ramps at last out, two turns, and uh, gets back to one turn here where he broke his maiden at Aqueduct going the one mile. In a minute, 36 and change. That was back in October. Runs in that Remsen at the beginning of last month. Obviously, they think they have something here. All of the numbers make sense for Brad Cox as well. Um, 29% off this kind of layoff, or second off this kind of layoff, with this kind of layoff uh, at 28% as well. 30% on the dirt, 28% in routes, 24% graded stakes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is where we're going to be looking for a potential horse on the derby trail. When you're a guy like Brad Cox, you have this many three-year-olds, you have to put them in the different routes to qualify for the Kentucky Derby. The New York route, while not successful recently, at some point someone's going to win the Wood Memorial and win the Kentucky Derby. It's just going to happen. For a long time we thought, man, we're not going to get a deep closer to win the Derby. And then Rich Strike just does it. All the point system is going to change this. It's not going to be rabbits anymore. We've had it two years in a row now, right? <laughs> and so these things eventually come back around. I think Drumble Roll, please, does win. El Grande O, the four horse, is going to get a bunch of money here as well. Linda Rice, who set a new record last year in New York for training wins. Trains this one. Won a state-bred stakes last out in the Sleepy Hollow in the mud at, at, uh, at Aqueduct. This horse has only ever won in wet conditions. So I'm going to play against tomorrow. I'm going to single the one here. Uh, interested to see what Sweet Saudi J does off the very, very short turnaround. And the absolute wild card in here is Regalo, which means what in Spanish? Did you study Spanish there, uh, old Zach? You did not. I didn't, actually. Okay, what did you study? As far as foreign languages? Yeah. Nothing. Ohio, baby, let's go. That's it. How about that? My version of Spanish is just adding O to the end of every English Well, regalo means gift in Spanish. Uh, We'll move on from that. Brittany Russell trained. She uh, was a leading trainer in Maryland, another woman. So how about that? Uh, Her husband, Sheldon, is in town to ride this horse uh, two for two in his last two races in a maiden special at Laurel and then uh, going a mile on a 16th in an optional claimer after that. That's your wild card there. That might be the horse that if you wanted to play a cold exacto, you go 1-5 with regalo. All right, let's head out west to Santa Anita. Smaller field here of six, um, bigger than the one we just talked about, $200,000 race going seven furlongs out of that shoot at Santa Anita. Uh, obviously, just for three-year-olds here. A bunch of interesting entrants, and three of them, Zach, for an unusual reason in this area, but it happens a lot more in California because three of these horses last ran on the turf. And obviously, we're going on the dirt. It's $200,000. So out in California, this is a sizable purse if you own a, a young three-year-old, which is what uh, what these horses are. So Boltage for Richard Mandela, the six is coming off the turf. Forbidable Man, the five for Mike McCarthy is coming off the turf. And then the two-horse slider is coming out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. Bob Baffert's got the two middle horses here in Muth, the three, who's going to be the favorite and is an absolute deserved favorite. Ran second in the uh, Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile last time out at San Anita little bit of time off here. That's not Bob Baffert's best angle, by the way, coming off of a freshening, but it's still a very good angle for him. He's also got Pilot Commander in here, the four. Flavian Pratt gets them out here, and I have to remind people at this point, 
Muth is obviously tested at two turns. He won the American Pharaoh at Santa Anita by open lengths, going a mile and a 16th. Comes back, runs that Breeders' Cup Juvenile at a mile and a 16th. It, is, it shows obvious capability. Fierceness was just the best horse that day. There's no shame in running second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. But we're going seven furlongs here. That's a different race. How you break matters much more than in a two-turn race. How quickly you get out of the gate, etc. Could a pilot commander who broke his maiden at six and just had a bullet workout at Santa Anita under Flavian Pratt, who I think of, look, Juan Hernandez is a fine jockey. He's on mute, and he should be. But I'll take Flavian Pratt, and that's straight up matchup so i'll lean on the four here instead of muth with pilot commander a son of justify could muth win here absolutely the horse that i'm watching though is two slider here because i think you're actually going to get better than four to one i think the baffert horses are going to chase a bunch of money so john sadler's moving this one off of the turf he broke his maiden though on the dirt at del mar going five and a half furlongs he has to stretch out to seven here but he's a son of jimmy creed a son of distorted humor Congrats on the mom's side. He can definitely get the distance at seven furlongs. More than that, I doubt it. So I think we'll see him here, but not in the Robert B. Lewis. And I think after this race, actually, the horse will return to turf. But the $200,000 price tag, just too much not to put his horse in. So I'll go uh, four, three, and two in the uh, San Vicente out west uh, with an eye on Slider coming out of the Breeders' Cup uh, and, frankly, ran a decent race. Did finish ninth. I get it but only by three lengths, and that was an incredibly fast race with big Evs in it. So uh, just trying to keep up with that group being involved in that. It was, I mean, the, literally the, the first split was sub-21. It's amongst the fastest first split I've ever seen in my life, and the horse was absolutely part of that equation. This will be a lot slower, a lot easier on the horse, who has been training on dirt, by the way, and the times are very similar to Pilot Commander. Could Slider be the horse that jumps up and wins that race? We'll have to see. A very small field for uh, for Turfway Park tomorrow of seven horses in the preview. Race six tomorrow is the beginning of the late pick four there. Uh, reminder, the pick fours, uh, the takeout rate at Turfway makes them very, very playable. Uh, the takeout rate is very similar to pick five, so it is something that you can absolutely play and uh, feel good about. Vote no is in here. The one horse is going to be the favorite, in my opinion. He's nine to five. Bill Morey, Gerardo Corrales, for good reason, the two of them winning at 26% together at Turfway Park. Gerardo went over uh, yesterday, over for 5, so his numbers uh, for this meet, not exactly great. But a bunch of different options for you in this race. I'm going to give you my long shot of the day. My long shot of the weekend is CPG. That is the sixth horse here. Luan Machado was the champion rider in the fall at Turfway Park. Really seemed to figure it out. They tried this horse in the advent on dirt last time at Oakland Park, and he did not like it. Before that, first run, tried him on the dirt at Ellis Park, did not like it. Where was his one win? In the highest level made in special weight class in September at Churchill Downs. We get 12-1 to 1 for a Ron Moquette trainee, Juan Machado, who just won the riding title at that place. Give me the horse that's getting back onto a surface that it's going to like. Give me CPG here, Juan Machado, shipping in from Arkansas. To me, that's the horse to watch here. Army Mule is the dad, Scat Daddy on the mom side. So this is a horse that I think we could actually see start to stretch out and run in these longer races eventually. So CPG kind of a sneaky horse here. I think getting back onto a surface that he's going to like, I'll try the long shot here. The six horse tomorrow in the sixth race at Turfway park. I don't think we'll get 12 to one just because there's only seven horses. Juan Machado had a good fall, but I think we'll get every bit of eight or seven to one there. I love those kinds of numbers. Now it's time for Zach's. 
Stupid horse racing. Question. Louis into horse racing. Zach, well, isn't. It's time for Zach's stupid horse racing question here on Rabo and Co. I like how he just says, isn't. Like that whole <laughs> long pause. Like, Zach, uh, not so much. It's perfect. <laughs> isn't. Isn't is the hitter there. It yeah. isn't. Go yeah. Ahead. So you were talking about this earlier. What in the world is an option claimer? Optional claimer. Oh, optional claimer. Very good. All right. So there are lots of different conditions for entering your horse in a race. Okay. So if they've never won a race, what do we call those horses again? Remind Start, me. Starts with an M. Oh, man. A maiden. Okay? Maiden. And, and so you That's can't it. enter. Once your horse has won a race, you can't enter your horse in a maiden race. Okay. So after that, you have to kind of figure out where your horse fits. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about a Turfway preview or a San Vicente or a Jerome, we're talking about a stakes race. That's the highest level of condition in horse racing. Okay. Now there are levels within that. Right. So we talked about grade two. Do you think a grade one or a grade two is a better race, Zach? I would think grade one. Grade one is the better race. There you go. Good job. Uh, it's a little like golf. The less is more less in the graded stakes. Right? That's right. Okay. So an optional claimer is one of those levels. So a claiming race is where horses go in and there's an agreed upon price to buy that horse. And you have to decide before the race runs that you're interested in buying that horse. Okay. So the outcome of the race has nothing to do with whether you want to buy that horse or not. Right. And those go down to... I mean, frankly, like Golden Gate Fields will run four thousand dollar claimers this week. You can buy a horse for four grand. Okay, um, they'll run hundred and fifty thousand dollar claimers at Churchill Downs and at Keeneland. That kind of thing. Okay, an optional claimer is where if your horse hits all of these different points, how many races it's won, yeah. what level it won those races at, etc., it may or may not be available for claim. So if it doesn't hit all of the criteria. You can take the option to make it not available for the price. Mm-hmm. So it can be in that race, but not available for purchase. Interesting. Or you can opt in and let your horse be available for claim. Hmm. So this is a very common thing to see in a lot of different places. So let me try to find one. I'm sure there's one, by the way, on the card at Turfway either tomorrow or on Sun or uh, today. Um, does not look like there's one tomorrow. Let me see if I can find one at Santa Anita. Optional claimer race six. Okay. So the purse is $69,000. The nice. optional price is $80,000. Okay? So think about that. If you're putting your horse in for eighty grand, is someone more likely or less likely to claim it than if he was in for a nickel? Less, less. right? Okay. Of course. So some of these prices, Zach, I think are set up that you know your horse is very unlikely to get claimed. Okay? We're talking about a horse, by the way. Ginobili is the name of this horse. He's in for the price in that race. He's the only one out of six. Okay? Why is he in that? Well, that's a horse that won an, <laughs> he won a stakes race earlier this year in 2023 at Oakland Park. Yeah. So he's out of the classification to be just available for claim or not available for claim in this case. Okay? Does that make sense? That's right. All right, there you go. Um, texture, hey, Louie, has the uh, Jerome always been a non-graded race? This coming in from Bill. Bill, great question. For years, this was actually a grass race run at Belmont in April. <laughs> And then they moved it to Aqueduct uh, a couple of years ago, and they moved it to the dirt five years ago. Since it's been on the dirt, it has been an ungraded race. At one point, though, it was a grade one. So it went from grade two to grade one to grade two to grade three to listed stakes that it is. Uh, Now, uh, Texter, welcome back from hibernation, Hawk. (laughs) Uh, Texter, how the hell is a horse going to carry Mike McCarthy? See, that's a good joke. There you go. That's a good football meets 
horse racing joke, and I appreciate that person sticking through the segment. Uh, text here at least Zach uh, didn't ask how many laps the race was. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> zero laps. That's right. All the races tomorrow, zero laps. Uh-huh. Uh, half a lap, if you will. But that's what an optional claimer is. There you go. So, again, uh, recapping my picks, I will lean on the favorite uh, in the Jerome, in drum roll, please, for Brad Cox. I'm going to try uh, to beat Baffert with the other Baffert in Pilot Commander, the four at Santa Anita. And then I've got the six in the sixth at uh, Turfway tomorrow. I'm going to try the long shot CPG in that race, Luan Machado, trusting the jockey and Ron Moquette uh, to place that horse in a better spot than it has been. Uh, second hour of our show uh, will lead into Bobby V at noon, Fast Break Friday. Uh, they'll get you ready for the pit game tomorrow. And then, obviously, roundtable, they'll have the mixtape for you at 5.30 today here on ESPN 680-1057. On the other end, Zach, we got to talk NFL, man. Tons of really good games this weekend and uh, tons of opportunities for teams to make or miss the playoffs. We'll do that next here on ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. Alright, welcome back in your home for all things Cowbell. Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. Louis Rabo at Radio Louie. On Twitter, you can find the station at ESPN 680 at your boy ZC for our producer here, Zach Cantrell as well. You can scream mean things about Ohio State at our guy Zach. Uh texter Brandon Lang cut a deal to stream uh, on Pluto, uh, but first he pitched it to Uranus. And it got flushed. There it is. Appreciate you, Texter. Uh, reminder to well, I thank George and the Baronos team bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville Studios. They're celebrating 46 years of Louisville-style pizza here uh, in the area. Tons of locations. Carry out. Dine in. Tons of options. Get that mustard out at Bowman Field as well. Yeah, it's that good. It's Baronos Pizza. Thank them for uh, hanging out uh, with the station. And one of my favorite days uh, for lunch around here. Tons of play-by-play this weekend. More cowbell immediately coming down on the text line. Uh, tons of play-by-play basketball tomorrow. Louisville basketball uh, at noon tip against Pitt. We'll have the uh, the post-game shows for both uh, Louisville and Kentucky tomorrow sometime around 2.30 here on uh, 93.9 across the hall for UofL. And, of course, 680-1057 Gandolfo and Anscotia for that Kentucky fish and wildlife post-game show here. Ravens, Steelers, Colts, Texans tomorrow. Chargers, Chiefs, and Dolphins Bills will be on our air on Sunday along with the FCS title game, who you got, the Grizz or the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State? I am going to go with the Jackrabbits. I think that's probably the right answer. Are they still playing that game in Alabama? I think they are. Tons of more cowboy teams. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, how about the Czechs coming back against uh, the Finns? It's 5-4. Look, four. look when you talk about the great hockey cities in, in the world, you talk about Prague, and then you end the list. That's it. Up yours, Toronto. 
Montreal? Up here is Montreal. Up here is Vancouver. What about Detroit? Deal with it, Detroit. <laughs> Did you go to any Cleveland Monsters games growing up? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> By the way, last night, Arizona put a hurting on Colorado. Boy, dude, Ar- I don't know what to do with Arizona, dude. When they're good, oh my God. This is classic Tommy Lloyd stuff, man. I just don't know if they're ever going to make a run. All right, NFL time. Our boy Zach is a big NFL head, so we're going to do some NFL uh, here. This is what you dream of when you put a a league together, Zach, is a bunch of winning in games, a bunch of, oh my gosh, I have to follow this game for this game and this game and this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Are the Ravens going to play? Who are they going to play and blah, blah, blah. What are you looking forward to this week? And I'll kind of leave it open for you. Yeah, obviously, since I'm a Colts fan, yeah. that's the first place I go is Texas But it's a Colts. winning in, man. It's yeah. winning in, and right. if Jacksonville loses to the Titans on Sunday against my boy Vrabel, then uh, the Colts are going to, or the Texans, whoever wins that game, wins the AFC South. I think this is a fascinating game. Colts won back in week two, yep. so there's been a long time since these teams have played each other. They've grown exponentially. C.J. Stroud, I have to root against my guy Stroud. I can't believe I have to do that. But Gardner Minshew has been a godsend as the backup quarterback this year. Jonathan Taylor is starting to run the ball effectively. It's going to come down to whether the Colts defense can stop C.J. Stroud and company. The good news for the Colts is they're healthier than the Texans are and the game's at home. I I think that's going to be a rocking atmosphere. I love that that's the primetime Saturday night game where there's no competition. Question for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Set aside your blue-colored glasses for a minute. Okay. Is it better for the league for C.J. Stroud to be in the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. That So, and, and by the way, I'm not setting that up for like, well, then the refs are going to give the text. That's not what I'm doing, by the way, because I don't think. Brad Allen's not doing the game, so we're good. <laughs> what does he have this weekend? Do you know? Steelers-Ravens, actually. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Do we need more Louisville hockey guys in here? Really? How many do we have? Well, Nick counts as like four annoying people. <laughs> yeah. Taylor counts. Uh, Tanner, Tanner. Tanner. Tanner counts as two. I was going to say, you do my boy Taylor Lynch dirty? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Settle down. No, no, no. no. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor's friend of the show. We're not doing that. <laughs> I. It, that's the interesting thing. I think for the NFL, it's better if CJ Stroud wins that game. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And I think they do win the game, by the way. You think the Texans win? Uh, Houston's one and a half point favorite. I would buy that up to two. Okay. Yeah. I, I think... Eh, 27-24. Yeah, I think it's that kind of game. I think it comes down to the last drive. I think it's going to be a turnover here or there. I I think this is going to be a compelling game. It might be the best game of the weekend. Bill's Dolphins is up there, certainly. Yeah, what do you think of that game? Um, I think Buffalo goes down there and wins. Wow. Buffalo's 9-1 against the Dolphins in the last 10 games. I know Miami won at home last year. The Bills are maybe the hottest team in the AFC right now. They've actually got a running game now with James Cook, so they're a balanced attack. If Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, I think Buffalo goes down there and wins. We're overdue for a Gabe Davis breakout game. He's the guy that that has no catches or he has 150 yards and there's no in-between. I think he's going to have a big day. And the Dolphins, I just haven't trusted them all year. They They beat the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. Other than that, they really haven't beaten too many good teams this year. And Buffalo housed them earlier in the year, 47-20, so I'll take Buffalo. Dolphins are 1-4 and four against the spread against teams this season with current winning records. That's and so right. that would back up what you just said. Um, the FPI is about 54% for Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, who in their last three games has given up the second fewest passing yards per game in the league. That's so right. uh, they are turning it on on defense. To be fair, they played Easton Stick and uh, Bailey Zappi the last two games. No question. But they shut down Dak Prescott. So. <laughs> Texter, and I know who this is, but I'm going to read it because it's amazing. Uh, 437-9680, UPS Jobs Text Line. It's the closest thing to nepotism. Nick doesn't know how to hire otherwise. That's that's good. Nick would laugh. That's good. Yeah, that's a good joke.
Um, yeah, that's a fun one for sure. Uh, just because we are carrying the games, mm-hmm. let's talk Steelers Ravens. Yeah. Brandon Lang's uh, advice was to not touch it. Uh, don't bet this one. Hard to know which version of the Ravens is going to show up, for example. That would be my advice, too. How do you take in not starting your starters this week and then having a bye and then having to come back to play? Yeah, I would probably play them for a half. But then again, if you play him for a half and Lamar, we know, know all about his injury concerns. If he gets hurt, then you look like the moron. So in that case... I would rather sit Lamar because I trust Lamar to be right in a couple weeks, and okay. then I would play just about everybody else for a half. Not okay. the entire game, but okay. for a half, because you got to have some sort of momentum. As a Colts fan, I know this all too well. <laughs> so many times we had buys, and then we would come back, and ready. that offense was not yep, ready to not go. Ready. The one time we actually won the Super Bowl, we were in the, playing in the wild card round. Yeah, right. Right. I, I, I think there's something to that, too, I where do. historically having the buy was a massive deal. It was yeah. a massive deal. But teams are learning if you take that kind of time off. I remember uh, well, last 2000... year the Chiefs and the Eagles both were one seeds. So right. That in that case it worked out. For yeah. Them. Uh, was it oh six? The Tigers made the World Series. Yeah. But they swept the A's to do it. Right. The Cardinals played a seven game series and they were just ready to play baseball. That's right. I do wonder sometimes if those things. Now I know those are very different games and pitching and rotations and whatever. Youth first experience. Yeah. All right. All those kinds of things. But I do think there's something to being in rhythm and being in top form that way late in the playoffs so i'm with you on that that being said i think the steelers are going to win <laughs> okay because they have more to play for you yeah know? because I mean, it's, it comes down to motivation in that case yeah yes? all they need is to win and have either jacksonville or buffalo lose and they would get in the playoffs got it chargers chiefs is also on our air is that a game on your radar no okay why not mahomes isn't playing kelsey's not playing chiefs are locked into the three c they're playing everybody and the chargers at this point have nothing to play for except maybe ruining the draft stock if they win so got it uh, Lions Vikings talk to me I think the Lions it'll be interesting because I think there will be enough at stake that they'll play their guys because okay. it's still possible for them to get the two seed if Dallas were to lose to the commanders later on in the day so I think Detroit will play their guys the Vikings have a three percent chance they're the so you're saying there's a chance team this year but they're going back to Nick Mullins they have not figured out who they want to play quarterback Oof. Jaron Hall was the guy last week he was terrible Nick Mullins didn't play well a couple weeks ago I think Detroit wins that game at home with relative ease uh, Texer, I'm pretty sure the last time the Ravens had a bye, they played like crap and lost their first game. Tennessee, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I, it's a real thing, man. And I was at home too. The Texers totally right about. Yeah, that. they were 14 two that year, and the Titans God. just barely snuck in the playoffs. And Derrick Henry ran all over them. That's exactly right. Good memory. Yeah, I. Here come the checks. <laughs> getting ready for Bobby. We're getting more money. Oh man, I'll take that. Getting more money. I, I'm really interested because. I just don't think Dan Campbell knows how to take weeks off. I don't know. That's not his personality (laughs) either. He doesn't know how to just... I feel like Dan Campbell, even when it's the offseason, he's still in the film room or he's still downstairs just doing something football-related. He doesn't know how to go on vacation. He's one of those guys. I'm with you, man. Um, uh, Texter, Kelsey will play for those 16 yards to reach 1,000 and then sit. Well, that's that's if the organization is nice enough to let him do that that's and get right. the bonus. Um, uh, and, but if he doesn't, then all the Swifties will go after the Chiefs organization. There you go. There it is. Look out. Browns, Bengals this weekend. What are you expecting? Completely meaningless because the Browns are already locked into the five. The Bengals are out of the playoffs. Flacco's not playing, it, which I find interesting because I, I think you want to keep that thing going. Okay. But... I, I Is that one what, where, like, first half you'd play him? Yeah, because Flacco, what, he had, like, three months off before he joined the Browns? 
He wasn't playing any football. That sounds right. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those where he's the old guy and you need to rest the arm a little bit it's like the an red old pitcher. Jersey. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that game doesn't really have a whole lot of meaning except the Bengals trying to have a winning record. It's just it's kind of a shame what happened to them without Burrow because that, that team was good enough, I think, to make a run. And Burrow got hurt, and that was the end of that. Eight and eight Saints hold the host the Falcons, who are seven and nine. Yeah, uh, I know the Saints can make it if the Bucks lose, right? If I'm getting that right in my head. Yeah, both of them um, could actually. Is that right? Yeah. So that's a big boy game then. It is, which is weird to say. One o'clock on Sunday. Um, do you have a feeling about it? No, I don't have a strong feeling okay. either way. I would probably. It's a pick them because they got New Orleans as minus three. That's, yeah. I mean, that's literally they, they're at home, so they're giving them a field goal. Yeah, just because of that and because of Alvin Kamara, I would probably take the Saints, but I don't feel like I would stay away from the game. Okay. All right. Uh, Catherine Terrell, who I've met a couple of times, is the Saints writer for um, ESPN. She's also a horse racing writer because she's based in New Orleans where there's a bunch of horse racing. That's right. So I've gotten to know her a little bit. Uh, Texter, but if Flacco gets hurt, no, I get, I get part of that's the that's the thing. They're done. I mean, the Browns are done, done, and that's why he won't play. Yeah, because their backups are PJ Walker and Dorian Thompson Robinson, and we saw XFL legend PJ Walker. PJ Walker, Uh, not to be confused with with TJ Walker, the sports talker. That's right. Very different. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) TJ Walker reference on a Friday. Why not? Oh man! All right. So, what's your uh, overall prediction then? Uh, for the seeding by the time we get to the end of Sunday. Okay. What are you looking at? So obviously we know at the top of the AFC is going to be Baltimore and at the top of the NFC yes. is going to be San Francisco. Baltimore won. Yep. Buffalo gets the two because wow. they beat the Dolphins. What a rally from them. Mm-hmm. And a problem in the playoffs for a lot of people. Big time. Yep. Big time. Number three would then be Kansas City. Okay. They're, they're already locked into that. So yep. that's happening. Um, I'm going to say the Colts get the four because they'll win the AFC. They'll beat the Texans. I'm going to say the Titans upset the Jags. I don't really like how the Jags have played down the stretch. The quarterback's not healthy. Uh, Offensive line's been bad. So I'll say the Titans pull the upset because, I mean, if you saw Mike Vrabel's press conference the other day, he is not going to let those guys take it easy just because they got nothing to play for. So I'll take the Colts as the four seed. Browns are already locked into the five. Dolphins will get the six by virtue of losing to the Bills, but they'll still make the playoffs. And then the seven seed, I think it's going to be the Steelers. Wow, okay. Because they'll go ten and seven, they'll win the game yeah. this week. And then wow. okay, that, wow. that would give us Buffalo versus Pittsburgh, Chiefs, your, Dolphins, and Browns, Colts. I think I know the answer, and I think we'll have the same one. Okay. Do the Ravens owe it to anyone to play hard because the Steelers can still qualify for the playoffs? No, I agree with you. <laughs> By the way, Zach did that completely from memory, not looking at a screen. Let's do the NFC. Okay. See if you can do it again. Forty ers yep. already locked in. Yep. Dallas gets the two because they'll beat the Commanders. Yep. Detroit. We'll get the three. Yep. Um, Tampa gets the four because okay. they will win. They'll beat Carolina. They're playing the worst team in the league. I would expect them to win that game and win the division. Nobody deserves to win that division, but they will. <laughs> right. Philadelphia first wild card, the five. Six would be the Rams. Rams are already locked into that. Yep. They're playing the 49ers this week. Neither of those teams yep. have anything to play for. And yeah, the then Packers. Seven seed. I'm going Packers. Okay. I think they beat the Bears. The Packers okay. always beat the Bears, especially when, when it, it matters. matters. Jordan Love has been fantastic but this season, by the way. Of course. Of course. I'm fascinated by what the Bears decide to do with Justin Fields. Uh, did I you really see am. the article the other day where they suggested that not only should the Bears draft a quarterback number one, they should keep Fields? You can't do that. I agree with you. You got to pick one. I, I, Especially a quarterback, you have to pick one. I would personally give Fields another year and... Check score with an empty net. I got a 5-5 game, buck 56 left of the bronze medal game. Let's go. You know how many draft picks the Bears could get if they decide to trade that number one pick? 
because everybody's going to be desperate to get Caleb. What Williams. would you rather do, keep Fields or draft? I would keep Fields. So what I would do is I would keep Fields. I would trade the number one pick for a King's Ransom, but I would make sure that I don't fall below number two so then I can draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Got it. And give Fields an actual weapon. You're drafting him where Kelvin Johnson got drafted. Do you agree with that assessment? Yes. Okay. I think he's the best college receiver prospect since Calvin. Wow. Isn't it wild that Calvin went to Georgia Tech when they were in option school? That's great. No, that was before. right before. <laughs> right before? Yeah, it was right okay, before. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah, he didn't, that was before Paul Johnson got there. They were still running a conventional oh. offense. I'll never forget the quarterback, Reggie Ball, who oh, was the yeah, very Reggie definition of mediocrity. Yeah. Reggie Ball, dude. Reggie Ball. How about that? Louis, did you see the high school football player and his name who's visiting West Virginia? Yes. Nay. You I, didn't see that? Did I do that right? No, I said, I said nay. I there you go. I was trying to make yeah, nice, I nice see what you did there. Yeah, that's a little nice hair. Gotcha. <laughs> We're not touching that with a 39 and a half foot pole. I'd like to see a 39 and a half foot pole. Well, the, the Grinch brought it up. Like, yeah, you, no. I look, but in person, I'd how like tall to see is one. a 39 and a half foot pole? That's all. <laughs> 39, 39 half foot. Half foot. <laughs> yeah, that. Something about a whale penis getting you ready for the fast break Friday, you know, that kind of thing. All right. Of course. Yeah, uh, fun weekend in the NFL. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, we did not have a fantasy person today because of Zach. So if you're mad about that, uh, you could text Zach. You already, ha- yeah. Most of you have already decided your fantasy championships. If your fantasy championships being decided by backup quarterbacks, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> oh man, what a week! Uh, what a fun week of shows. It'll be good stuff. Uh, what else do we need to do today? Um, oh. Last segment, 437-9680. Who is the, the person who doesn't call something the checks just scored to take the lead? Holy freaking moly. What was this, 5-2? to 5-2 two? to two going into the third period. Unbelievable. How about that? Man, oh man. All right. Uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's joining NBC's uh, Olympic coverage. Can you play him talking about equestrian? Is that a clean clip? I don't think so. <laughs> it's Snoop. Can we find a clean one? I'll see. Louis, is that nay or nay since you're a horse racing guy? Find out next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Listening to Rebeau and Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. What a random, stupid thing that we do every day at 1140. I love it. Uh, Rebeau and Co. here, final segment on a Friday. We got you through the week here on ESPN 680 1057. It was 5 to 2 Finland in this third period. It is now 8 to 5 Czechia. That is wild stuff here uh, for the bronze medal. I was just saying in the back. How can any of these guys show their faces in Helsinki, huh? Answer that question for Oh, me. they can't. You can't do it. It's over. Good thing they're not Russian because then they'd be off to Siberia. 
or a South American soccer player or something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Oscar <laughs> Pistorius got released from prison? I'm not going to make the joke. No, don't. <laughs> I know what you're, I know where you're going. I'm not going to make the joke. That woman, though, uh, Steen Campbell was her first name. Oh, man. Rena, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Not, not a good choice, sir. No. Not a good choice. Not, not great, Bob. That was bad for us. Not great. That was bad for the rest of us with uh-huh. eyeballs and That's right. straight male tendencies. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got a text on the text line, and this is where we're at as a culture. 437-9680. The over-under for the Pacers game is 262 and a half. What would you do? I don't know. I'd probably go over. The Pacers don't play defense, and they score a lot of points. Their last game against the Hawks was 157-152. Whew. That was in regulation. That was it. in regulation. So if you want to just go on what's already happened this season, go way over. That's right. Way over, because they went over 300 last They're the most entertaining team in the league. Oh, I, Tyrese Halliburton's getting... Fantastic. Him and SGA are right there as far as guards in the league right now, yes. 100%. We talked about SGA yesterday. How did Tyrese Halliburton end up at Iowa State? That's what I want to know. Hoiberg. That's yeah. right. Hoiberg. No, I, look, I, look, we're going to get it. We're going to do coaching search talk at some point around here, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, Ennis has been on it a bit, just saying... They're finished now coming down on the text line. Uh, not mad at you, Texture. Not mad. Had to be done. Man, oh, man. Yeah, their coaches are freaking out. I don't blame them. You're not no supposed kidding. to win a bronze. You're down 5-2 and you win 8-5. That's not a, a little 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 white boy fight here. Let's go. There we go. A little face wash. Oh, the, by the way, the hockey glove face wash is the worst. The, the gloves smell terrible. Yes. The leather's never smooth. It, it, usually you've, you've beaten up your gloves by this point in the season to the point that there's the, the leather's a little crinkly a little beat up you get that crinkle in the oh it's terrible all right uh we're going over in the pacers hawks tonight how about that oh yeah uh, <laughs> why not all right these games tomorrow let's do some uh predicting tomorrow so louisville is hosting Pitt tomorrow and uh pit is the only team with a worse record in the acc right now they are zero and three nine and five on the season to open they played north carolina at home and they went to Syracuse in conference. They also have hosted Clemson, who they lost to by nine. At home, they have wins over Oregon State this year. They beat uh, NC, A&T, Binghamton, Jacksonville, Florida Gulf Coast. By the way, Florida Gulf Coast just gave FAU everything that they want. They killed them. Uh, is that a loose city question? <laughs> uh, 745, is that a loose city question? I will, I'd love to know. Um They've beaten Oregon State already this year. They won at West Virginia, who's not good. Uh, and then, of course, they've beaten a bunch of bums. They come to Louisville tomorrow. Uh, what do you think the get-in price is for the Yum Center tomorrow, Zach, of existing tickets? Oh, boy. Uh, $17. Seven. Okay. Um, they play on the CW Network. Do you remember what uh, famous Louisville Pit game was on? It's actually $6 now. Um, <laughs> Down to 6 Okay. Was, yeah, no, it was a football game. The obviously. football game was on CW. Oh, yeah. That's right. I the think CW it was the, curse. It's a thing. Uh, what do you have tomorrow? Does Louisville have a chance against Pitt tomorrow? They have a chance. Okay, I agree. I think if they're going to win an ACC game, this is one of those games. Yeah, I talked about the other day with Ethan. Like, okay. If there's two games they're going to – I think they've got a real shot. This game and next week against NC State. Oh, they okay. need to win one of those because if they don't, then it's going to be an 0 for January. They're uh, not winning on the road. With uh, some of the talk of weather – and the fact that Louisville's frankly just not very good right now. Correct. Will they hit a new low for scanned attendance tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. <sighs> right. What's the over under? Are we put? Was it forty three thirteen? Was the Pepperdine number? I believe it was. 
Let's, How about the fact that it was only 14000 for Louisville, Kentucky? Uh, dude, that... That just tells me there's 8,000 Louisville fans that didn't sell their tickets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> appreciate you, TJ. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, 4,300, something like that. I just... Let's set it at 4,250. Over, under, 4,250. What says Zach? Under 42. I'm going to go under. Yeah. I have to be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Texter, how much is the get out price? <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, you've got Louisville winning or losing tomorrow. If you were setting the line, where do you think you'd set it? Oh, boy. So Pitt, by the way, averaging 79 points a game this year, Louisville 73. Pitt's only giving up 65. Louisville giving up more points than they're scoring, of course. Yeah. Uh, 75 uh, to 73, 75 and a half or so. Pitt I minus, think, five, what, what? minus five? Yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe four. And where would you bet it? Uh, I probably wouldn't. I but if I had to, I would bet Pitt. I agree. Yeah, I'm not touching this game. It's going to take a lot for me to bet Louisville to win any games anytime soon. How many of the injured players do you expect back tomorrow? How many were there? Four. Obviously, one of them, Dennis Evans, yeah. not available. So to let's just go three. So out of three, I'll say one of them comes back. Okay. I don't know which one. Okay. If Trey White doesn't play tomorrow, I I have doubts about him playing the rest of the year. I do too. back here again it's unbelievable oh no we, it's don't don't call us people please <laughs> no we're just we're back to we want to be we're positive people no i just wanted to win acc games yeah i gotta watch the game i may as well win right all right uk travels to florida uh line is not out uh, let's just set it um pit minus eight coming down on the text line that is a little more than that i would say a but a little high but if they won the game 70-62, to 62, I also wouldn't be surprised. No. Um, let's go to Kentucky, traveling to Florida. Good opportunity for them. Like we said, uh, it's always going to be a quad one win if they get it. That's right. Um, because this team will always be in the top 75. Uh, no line out for this one just yet. $100 to get in tomorrow. So they're going to be ready uh, oh, sure in Florida are. tomorrow. In the matchup predictor, Florida's actually favored yes. on ESPN.com. Right. Okay. Um, Florida's won a bunch of games in a row. They've won five at least in a row. Do, 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 do. Make it six. Uh, Merrimack, before that, they lost at Wake Forest. Who you got in Gainesville? I'm taking the Cats. I'm BBZ, man. BBZ over there. Can't, can't go against UK. Let's say that they make it a four-and-a-half-point Kentucky favoritism in Gainesville. How would you bet it? I'll take the points. I agree. I think Kentucky wins that game about eight to ten. If Kentucky's team over-under is 84-and-a-half, how would you bet it? I'll still I'll go over. Okay. Kentucky is they're averaging 85, 90 points. Like you've seen them the last couple of games. They're just they it doesn't matter how many times they turn the ball over, it doesn't matter if they get out rebounded. It seems like eighty is the baseline. Like that's their bottom lately. And I think they'll okay. go over eighty four and a half. Yeah, it, the other interesting thing too is that Florida's already allowed hundred points to Michigan. That wasn't double OT, but they've also allowed uh ninety five to game. Baylor. They did win that game. Um and they allowed um you know, they, in their wins, they're a better defensive team. In their losses, though, they've been able to uh, show that they can give up. Funny how that works. Eighty-two points away for us. Yeah. If, oh, it's almost like they got outscored. Yeah. How about that? If Pitt won eighty to sixty-five, would you be surprised? No. No. I, no. no there is no score that's surprising with Louisville, except for Louisville eighty to sixty-five. Yeah. Louisville so. wins by fifteen. Yeah. I'll be floored. Yeah. So, um, watching the Czechs uh, get their medals. How about that, man? Oh, man. Have you been to Prague? No, I haven't. So, uh, the original. Uh, Pilsner was obviously made there in Pilsen 
Mm-hmm. Very good beer. Uh, Pilsner Urkel. And they um, you can get it for like a quarter all over the country. Mm. Just a quarter. One of the best beers in the world. <laughs> Just ready to go. Prague's beautiful, too. Can so. you imagine what it would be like here if beers were only a quarter? Uh, yeah, I went to IU, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had uh, Tuesday nights. We'd have like $2 uh, legal joints. I told you the I told you the, the story the other night of, of TJ Duckett, too, the $1.75 pitcher. So, yes, I can imagine quarter beers because right. my life has had them before. Yes, yeah, yeah. the good old days. Uh, what is the Ken Prom spread for UK versus Florida? We can look that up. I think we got about three minutes. Go ahead and look that up for me. Um, yeah, I just – the Louisville game, not so sure. I think tomorrow's one of those games if you're Kentucky – you, you got to go get it. It's just not an – it's on ESPN. It's a 12-30-year. I just – with the way you've been playing, you know, that that that, that loss to, to Wilmington seems to be in the rearview mirror for Ken this Ken Palm's predicting Kentucky you to win 86-85. Woo! They have 83.2, 83.2. So they basically have it as an even game. Exactly. Wow. In my head, it is not that way. It's not. I don't either. Huh. Be a hell of a post game show. Eighty six, eighty five. No, the only hell of a post game show is if they lose. If they lose, that's just how it goes. Uh-huh. It is what it is. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't have one the when they lost to Illinois State as we were covering the SEC championship game that year. So, oh, yeah, of yeah. all the days to not have a uh, post game show, well, they lost to Wilmington. Yeah, oh, Wilmington. That's yeah. what it was. Uh, it was that's purely right. over the stream. So, um, Zach missed the fifty cent Coors Lights on uh, Wednesdays at Phoenix Hill. Oh yeah, there's all this. There's spots in this town. I, I um I remember for a while there were one dollar wells at a place in the Highlands, and this was like three, four years ago, um, on Wednesdays or something. And I just remember thinking, that's how I know I'm not a young person anymore. That doesn't sound interesting to me. <laughs> Cause young Louis would have been all over that. <laughs> Just absolutely all over that. That's right. All right, I've been teasing it the whole show. Uh, Snoop Dogg joining the NBC Olympic coverage. If you have not seen him commenting on dressage, uh, that is something you should look up today. Um, not safe for work, so watch your work computer. Uh, uh, Texture uh, Pilsner Urkel is truly good. Oh, it's a great beer. It literally is. You know, I have, I've had this conversation with people before. If someone said, hey, I've never had a beer, what, what does beer taste like? I would hand them the a Pilsner Urkel. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. And that would be the, the, the baseline. In the same way that I think I would hand someone a Woodford if they asked me what bourbon tastes like. That's right. No, that baseline, not bad, by the way. That's not a, that's not a hot take or anything. It's just that. All right. So Snoop Dogg jumping on. Um, I thought, was it with Kevin Hart that he's in that video? Yeah. Okay. The two of them, just funny. He talks about the walk of the horse and all those kinds of things. Uh, I have been on record for a long time that I want, um, that I want Gus Johnson to call a horse race. Namely, the uh, the Belmont Stakes, now that Fox owns the rights. Mm-hmm. Just put him in there. Let's figure it out. Let him yell at you about uh, <laughs> what's what's one of the horses I picked for this weekend. Uh, CPG. Let's say CPG actually makes the freaking Belmont Stakes. Yeah. And uh, he's coming down. Ah, CPG! Yeah! Like, whatever. Like, I need that horse called in my life. That's what I need. Um, what does Zach need as far as a celebrity calling sports or covering sports? Gus Johnson would be very high on that list. Yeah, for, for a lot sure. of sports, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Bill Burr as an analyst. Okay. Bill Burr. <laughs> I've I've heard Bill Burr on Colin Coward's show and others. He's been in the Red Sox booth before. I'd like to hear Bill Burr break down like terrible quarterback play. Yes. Okay, another one that I know we can actually play on air because we've done it before if people want to look it up. It's when Dennis Leary... 
is in the Red Sox booth. And it's right after Mel Gibson gets in trouble. And, it, and he finds out Kevin Euclid is Jewish. Oh, yeah. And it is beautiful. And the only reason I go back to this so often is it was a random time during graduate school. I was in Bloomington, and I found a bar, sports bar, that had MLB Network. And the, that was the year I just brought up that the Tigers made the World Series. So I, went, I tried to watch a ton of their, um, their stuff. <laughs> the Techs are already coming in for... for uh, for Bob, I'm going to leave that one right there and not move it and just leave it for Bob. Um, oh, God, where was I? Help me, help me, Dennis help me. Leary. Dennis Leary, yeah, yeah. I was watching live when this happened, and no one else is watching this game. I'm in a part of the bar. You know how this goes. Like different parts of sports bars, and they like, oh, we got baseball on in that room if you want to go sit down, that kind of thing. That's right. I'm sitting there by myself watching a Tigers-Red Sox game in the middle of a Saturday afternoon, and he starts this rant about Mel Gibson. And if you haven't seen it, dude, we'll have to get the sound. It is unbelievably funny. And I just I got a text on the personal bat phone about, about Snoop calling dressage. It is totally worth looking up. So if you're going to check out two of those, um, maybe Dennis Leary, bring him back as one of those people. Uh, there that. you go. Text here it is. I'm one of the rare pers- I'm the rare person that can't stand Gus Johnson screaming on a three-yard gate in the first quarter just isn't my thing. I, dude, I get it. I get it. Um, text her, Prague is a complicated city. It's incredibly beautiful. I also had a 10-year-old hand me a card with a picture of a totally nude woman and tell me I'd love her. Uh, it was a business card for prostitution. Oh, it's a... It's Europe. That's Eastern Europe, baby. He, he start getting to that part of the world. It's its own thing. Uh, for sure. Uh, Kilroy's in Bloomington, uh, question mark. Yeah, no. Don't worry. Your boy's been, <laughs> been there uh, a bunch of times. Uh, there's the text for Bobby V that I wanted to lead uh, uh, for him as well. Hey, I'm Louis Rabot, hanging out with Zach Cantrell here, Rabot and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Find me on Twitter at Radio Louie. Uh, you can follow all of our shows there uh, as well at ESPN 680. Uh, find us at the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com. We're going to have that play-by-play for you all weekend, so make sure you've got it locked in if you happen to be driving around. As Dan would say, we'll be back at it at 10 o'clock on Monday, and we hope you're hanging out with us at that time. Have a great weekend, everybody.